What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. I'm your host, Ted Fayton. So glad you're you're giving me the time today to listen to this episode. It's a good one. I'm excited for it. But if this is your first time listening to No Rain, No Rainbows, simply put, it's a it's a podcast about life being hard, but it's worth the squeeze. You're going to have to go through your storms and the hard times in order to get to your goals and the sunshines that you deserve. And we like to unpack tactic ways and share stories on how we can get through the hard times and reach our goals. So joining me today, I'm really excited for this episode. I've been kind of tracking you down for about Mm. over a month now. Oh my. Yeah. Pastor Lenny joining us. Thanks for being here, man. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for tracking me down. You found me. (laughs) Yeah, I found you. We made it. And I love the studio. Thank you. We are in the Rejoice 96.9 FM studio right now. Mm -hmm. And um, for the listeners who either either are not in the upstate of South Carolina, or I know you broadcast nationwide, correct? Right, right. We have a national show. Mm -hmm. So for for folks maybe outside of the borders of South Carolina, why not uh, introduce yourself and explain to them who you are and what it is you do? Oh, wow. So I'm a man of a, a number of different avenues, and one of those avenues is definitely working in radio media. And so I have a daily show that broadcasts in upstate South Carolina on Rejoice 96.9. That is uh, Mondays through Friday, and um, that's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then on Sundays, I have an inspirational show along with my co-host, comedian Akintunde, and we broadcast in 10 markets now. And uh, that is in multiple cities, and they can go check out our listings there at sundays.live. And uh, have a great time uh, being able to connect with folks all over the country. And um, there's a number of... uh, actually uh, internet stations that we broadcast on. They're Nielsen rated internet stations. And so we have a chance to connect with individuals all over the world, literally. Yeah. So how'd you end up in radio? Because it sounds like audio, sound, it's it's a major thing of what you do. And I think it's, when you get on the airwaves, what I've fallen in love with with media is the ability to communicate and and translate to people thoughts and ideas and really over the course of space and time. You right. can pre-record something and communicate to somebody 10 minutes later or years later. So yeah. how'd you get into to radio? Because it seems to be like a very big part of what you do. So the attraction, I guess, of a, of a vibrant personality has always been one of the uh, blessings and gifts that the Lord has given me. And I was in a spot one day. Uh, I've always been in music and always uh, done something unique. I started playing the organ when I was six years old. So I was a little child organist, barely could touch the pedals, and um, sitting there playing at a church. And our church, our choir was invited out to a uh, concert one time, and a brother by the name of Richard Dawkins, um, which was in radio himself, came up to me afterwards, and he said, you got something on you. You're real special. He says, "Uh, have you ever thought about doing some radio? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I had my mom buy me a microphone last year. It was probably when I was 12, and I was at 14 at this time. I said, I had uh, my mom buy me a microphone like two years ago. And um, I used to put the microphone inside the stereo, and I used to have a CD tower. That's back when we used to have those, and turn it, and I'd pull the CDs out, and I would act like I had a radio show um, while I was there by myself at the house during the summer. And uh, I said, so I think I got a little bit of experience in radio, so I'd love to come up. And while I was there, supposed to just simply be, you know, watching what he was doing, I said, do you ever do birthdays? And he said, no, we don't have a birthday. I said, well, I said, well, won't you ask the listeners to um, uh, call in and tell tell us when their birthdays are? And I said, I'll go around and announce them. And so he put me on the other mic. And from there, we started co-hosting a show. And that was in 97. Wow. And um, and we I was in radio from 97 to 04. Mm-hmm. Doing that, I did some uh, television. 
I don't think I had the face for television, but I definitely got the voice for radio. <laughs> so you got the face for it. Um, and so I did that and I, I um, did traffic and some news. I used to fly in the, um, in the Cessna every day and overview the traffic on interstates. And where was this? This was right here in Greenville. In Greenville, I did, wow. I did a short stay at about a year in Atlanta. Okay. And came, I did radio from 97.04, got out of it, and now I'm back. Yeah. It kept calling you back, huh? Called me back. Well, I love the the story of getting into radio in the first place because I often tell people a lot of times when they say, oh, what do I want to do? Right. Sometimes I say, what is it you do for free? Mm. What is it you already do that no one's paying you to do? Certainly. Right? Right. So unbeknownst to, what was his name again who came to you at 14? Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins. Mm -hmm. He sees something in you and talks about a radio show. And you're like, well, I've been hosting my own show for two years. Just nobody heard it. (laughs) Just nobody knew about it. (laughs) But that opportunity. Very small frequency. Exactly. (laughs) But but those are kind of, those are the building blocks. That's the foundation that can lead to. To the opportunity. Right. You know, that some people say, oh, there's luck in right. that. Well, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You, you were prepared. The door opened. You walk through. And the birthday thing, too, is, you know, offering a different perspective. There you go. I love that. Yeah. you. I mean, I often find that you 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 master your craft behind the scenes mm-hmm. before they ever open up the curtain for you to be able to relay it to the audience. So yeah. That's what I was doing. I was behind the scenes. So you opened up the curtain and you, oh, 97 to 04 mm-hmm. in radio, some TV, things like that. And you started at 14. Yes. And so I'm imagining you're you're getting a, a good amount of success mm-hmm. at a young age. Definitely. How'd you manage that? I didn't, um, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm actually back in radio because the roller coaster ride that I went on allowed me the opportunity to have many doors open up for me and the money was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up as a teenager that didn't have to wait tables and didn't have to work at the local McDonald's or anywhere else like that, you know, I had the opportunity to really um step into some um great doors that came with financial blessings. Yeah. And um as a result of being young and not having the correct voices in my ear at that time, um, I went through a lot of money quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, I look back on it now and think about how many years ago I could have been a millionaire. Um, but that then drove me into a course of having to then go after other dreams or go after other um at that, well, I guess in so many words, have to go after um, other ways of being able to make ends meet. Yeah. And so I went back to school, finished up my degrees mm-hmm. in education and ended up um, leading myself all the way up to an EDS and got into education. And while being in education for seven years, I uh, took an opportunity, which was a administrative position that ended up closing down because the grant went away. Oh, wow. Which put me into a lull for two years. So going and chasing money to make ends meet ended up bringing me back to a place where ends were no longer meeting. Yeah. And because I went into a lull for two years of not being able to make ends meet, um, the only other thing that I could come back to was this opportunity here at Rejoice 96.9. And um, when that door opened up, it put me back in a place that I had left and thought no longer thought about after 04 being in radio and got back in radio, mm-hmm. never knowing, never, you know, unbeknownst to knowing that coming from sitting in that, uh, in that living room, just turning a CD tower and doing my own show, being sought out or, or at least being um, at least or, or attractive to the eye to a, young, a brother that saw a gift in me now turns into a daily show that turns into a national show that turns into the ability to do, 
you know, all these great things and the doors opening up to inspire people all over the country. Yeah. Um, you know, you just really never know how the tide will turn mm-hmm. and bring you back to those things that you love and even those things that you tried to escape. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, you get pulled back and it's all those little things you've done along the way that amount to something major and big. And usually you don't see the whole staircase no. until you stop and look back and see right. how many steps you've actually gone and through. You, you ask yourself the question, how in the world did I get back here? Yeah. And, and, you know, and just it just seems like once God gets you back there, just once those steps bring you back to that place, um, then the doors are already, you know, developed and constructed for you to be able to walk through whatever is available for you at that place. Absolutely. I do want to talk about the the venture into education after sure. leaving radio and TV. And, and you mentioned going to make ends meet. Right. Um, education, it's it's a very giving field. Yes. And I mean, radio, it's a giving field, but it's a also... Uh, in media in general, there is there is an allure about it, right? Mm-hmm. When you're on radio, when you're on TV, there's pictures of you. People look at you like, oh, that per- that man got it. Yeah, and and you go from kind of almost a a profession where there could be the spotlight on you to now you're you're kind of it's a it's a one two punch because there's the right. ego thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Where you yeah. can go from, hey, you're going from making a lot of money to now your education, which, quite frankly, we need to pay our teachers a little bit more. Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> let's, let's give them some money. But you, <laughs> but it's also more giving. So yeah. it's not as much, but you're also giving. What does that do to to the ego at a young age? What does that do to to your mindset as yeah. you're resetting? Well, what's interesting is that the same way that the brother that came and got me and grabbed me and put me into a profession that or even put me into just a, a, a mindset that I had never thought about, uh, uh, put me into a uh, uh, a spirit of vibrancy and energy and just um, self-confidence that I had never um, experienced um, is the same thing that happened once I got into education. Because immediately um, when I walked into education, what made me decide to literally stay in the field and, and pursue it with a lot of passion is meeting young brothers that reflected or reminded me of myself mm-hmm. when I was young. And, you know, although both my parents, um, you know, were together up until about my mid teenage years, probably 13 or 14, you know, there were times that my father was not there. Um, you know, he, he was around, but just not there in the house every day. Um, but I met these young brothers while I was in schools. And these were young men who had been given up on. These were young men who had never had father figures in their lives. And, and it was so, you know, it was so compelling that these were young men who had been castigated by any other teacher that had had them prior to me. Hmm. But when they came into my classroom, they saw a new experience. They became attracted to education and learning. And I was able to see through all of the, all of the, um, uh, all of the titles, if you will, that had been placed on them. The title of, uh, uh not being able to learn, the title of, uh, learning disabilities or, or, um, um, you know, the, the ability to, to be able to succeed in certain areas. I was able to, to see through that and yeah. recognize what was really on them. And so, um, coming, coming out of radio, I still use my experience in radio. Because what what Mr. Dawkins was able to pull out of me, I was then able to pull out of those young brothers because I was able to see something in them that they couldn't see in themselves. And that's amazing because as you're saying that, my my mind is just kind of circulating around this thing. When you said you saw yourself in them. Yeah. And and because of that, you were able to get past the labels and and past everything that people have told them that they were. Right. And I think what's what's the biggest, and this goes back to – 
to Mr. Dawkins reaching out to you is not only did you see yourself in them, mm-hmm. but because you were able to get past all of their their armor, all their sure. security, they probably were able to see themselves in you. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of it's it's bridging a gap in terms of they're in a place they don't know how to get out of. Mm-hmm. They're they're in a place they don't know how to get anywhere else. And in all the other classrooms, they don't see how to get to where that teacher is. Oh yeah. And then they walk in your classroom, and because you're able to make that connection, mm-hmm. they're like, oh. I see how I can get to that side. Sure. I see how I can get to that sure. side. I mean, there, there's young men I see now. I, I, I remember my fourth, my first class was a fourth grade classroom. <laughs> I was scared to death, 24 students. And here I am, you know, I just got my degree at the age of 30. And I'm going into this classroom, you know, all, all these other little young buck teachers. <laughs> they, they just got college, 22, 23 years old. Here I am with my kind of seasoned, developed mind, having to relearn things. And there were, so, um, there were, uh, there's this young man that I remember by the name of, uh, Lucas and he had a lot of behavioral issues. And even when he moved on to the grade ahead of me the next year, there was a situation where he would not move for the teachers. He wouldn't move for the, uh, the teacher's teammates, nor the principal. Mm -hmm. And the principal came across the hall and said, Hey, I need you to come talk to him. And I was like, you know, in the sternness of my uh, of my love, I was like, "Get up, man!" And he got up without any incident, yeah. <laughs> without any protests. Came right on over, and we walked in the classroom. I was like, "What's going on?" And he started telling me everything that was going on. The principal walks in. She says, "How do you do that?" And I said, "I said because we have something that cannot be uh, be obtained or be attained, if you will, through just." fussing or through giving consequences as a result of behavior. I said, we have something that is called understanding. Yeah. And he understands that I can't give him more than, 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 or I can't give him any more than he gives me. Yeah. And so I said, so he gives me enough for me to give back to him. Mm-hmm. And because of that mutual understanding, we're able to garner a relationship that's beyond consequences. How can you build understanding with people? How can you build understanding? And this, this is, it's a broad umbrella because it yeah. could be with uh, people listening, thinking about their spouse, thinking mm-hmm. about their friends, oh, yeah. or even teachers thinking about students. How can yeah. you build that understanding? I mean, I, th- I think the, the very first place is to always, you, you, you have to limit the ability for other people to help you determine your uh, your uh, your your definition of someone else. Mm. I often use the statement. I say that I rarely allow my emotions to be determined by somebody else's. Mm. So if you started, you know, going crazy all of a sudden, you know, Lenny, I can't stand you. I hate you. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'd be like, Ted, um, you all right? <laughs> I'm not going to allow my emotions to be determined by you. And sometimes what happens is as we're moving into relationships with other people, we have so many outside forces that say, well, you better be careful about that person. You might not know this about that person or you might need to, you know, you might be unaware. I've seen this on that person. Allowing people or getting to know people for yourself allows you to then pull off all of the scales of judgment and then allows you to be able to learn that person from the ground floor. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to build the humanistic side of that person all to, all for yourself. And then that relationship is built based off of ground floor understandings of each other. Yeah. Versus outside forces. Full genuineness from, from the Straight beginning. Straight genuineness. I'm a big person. Uh, I'm a big energy person. Mm. I like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I get an air about people. Mm. And there's just certain, like it, you have one of those energies. When I met you, I was like, I, I like the vibe this person's putting off. <laughs> okay. It's one of those like things it. where I can't describe it. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, when you walk in a room and you're like, 
that person. Yeah. And it's and it's nothing like, oh, oh I like what they have mm-hmm. or or I like how they look or it's just the way they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's um there's an air about them that almost I don't want to say they have it figured out because quite frankly I don't think any of us do. Nope. <laughs> We're all trying to. <laughs> I but, know it sounds like I got some answers, but <laughs> but it's almost a sense of comfort. And right. I think um when you talk about connecting and just the way you're describing in terms of not letting my emotions affect your emotions. Sure. Um, do you think that connection first starts with somebody taking a long, hard look in the mirror and understanding right. them f- themselves first? Yeah. And I, and I think it I think it's all about maturity. And you know, one thing that people have often said about me is that, you know, I'm an old soul in a young body. I, it's my birthday today, so Happy I might birthday. be an older soul <laughs> in an older body. But, but, um, but, you know, they often say that. And I think it's just a sense of maturity and just realizing that people are people, mm-hmm. you know. And the only way that we grow with people is we have to, is we have to recognize that they have been uniquely fashioned to be exactly who they're supposed to be in the earth. And if I just appreciate the fact that you're here breathing, that you're living, that you're blinking, that you're walking every day, if I can appreciate that about you, you can appreciate that about me, man, we can make this world go around even faster than it is now. Yeah. You know? I think that's the comfort. I, I, instead of trying to change those around us, sure. accept who the people around us are. Yes. And we start with acceptance, right? There you go. And then we head into the, in that even further. So I want to talk a little bit about unpacking some of the, the biggest challenges that you've, you've overcome through your journey. Mm-hmm. And a, a question I always ask on the podcast is, you know, what's the biggest storm you've been through that gives you confidence to get through the storms in your future? Hmm. So the biggest storm probably is, um, you know, because, again, I, I'm, I have multifaceted avenues um, that that I, I guess, are roles that I play. Um, in my daily life. So I, yes, while I do radio, I also am a pastor and I also am a, um, real estate, uh, a real estate broker. And so, um, and so I, <laughs> the biggest journey for me or, or obstacle for me has been probably in ministry, which, <laughs> which should not be the tallest mountain to climb, but it has been the tallest mountain for me to climb in my life. And oftentimes, I guess, because of having to give out to people so much and really have a greater expectation that what I've given out hopefully has, uh, will result in some type of, um, uh, in, so, in some type of result, you know. Um, but ministry has been my greatest challenge. And what, what I thought I would build over time, um, and what I, where, where I thought my church would be over time, uh, it hasn't resulted into that, but it's, but it's grown me up mm-hmm. more, um, over the years to be able to understand how to handle, um, hits without letting them not, while they knock me down, they don't knock me out. Yeah. And that's been such a key role in helping me understand how to then, um, endure in radio, endure in real estate, endure in life. Even recently in the death of my father, endured through that death because it was a knockdown moment, but it wasn't a knockout. Yeah. And I think the uh the resilience that, yeah. that you get built through the hard times, um, they always say, you know, uh smooth waters don't make good sailors. No. And oftentimes they also say, you know, God, why are you putting me through rough waters? And it's cause your enemies can't swim. There you go. And you go. and a lot of times when we, when we're in the thick of our storm and we're getting rained on and it's, and it's the darkest, we don't see the light and we don't see the reasoning. But I mean, the, the rainbow doesn't come until after the storm there you go. and it's not worth it until hindsight. So what are some of those, I guess, 
any words of wisdom, any any lessons you could pass on through your struggle with ministry and aside from just the resilience and and the staying strong, what would you tell somebody that's having a rough go at it right now? So one of the things I think is important is to accept the season of, if, if you will allow me to say this, the lack of rain. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes accept the accept the drought and be able to to understand that in this dry season, it is not necessarily a time where um, you know, the blessings have left me or, you know, God is so mad at me that, you know, nothing can happen in my life. But it's a time for you to really um, um, become more acquainted with who you are and the ability to really see the strength that you're built to handle stuff that you may have necessarily not been ready for. Um, I think one of the greatest things that has happened for me in the last a number of years, especially as I've began to see a regeneration of of things that I was desiring to work out by now, I've seen a regeneration of that. The greatest thing that's happened for me is to be able to understand that I'm a survivor through all those dry seasons. Mm-hmm. And and what I thought was what what I thought was my strong points, and a lot of times, Ted, I thought those strong points were things that people would be able to pat me on the back and say, "Wow, you're doing a really good job in that area." Or, "Wow, you you you're amazing in this place." But I found out that my greatest strength is being able to say, "Oh my God, I didn't accomplish that, but look at how much I survived and how I was able to get through." You know, even though it seems like I'm doing a lot worse than I thought I would be. I often yeah. say it like this when I when I'm ministering, I often say, "You're not really a strategist." Until you understand how to put a bologna sandwich in your mouth and make yourself think it's a T-bone steak. <laughs> oh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> You're really not a strategist until you understand how to put a bologna sandwich in your mouth and make yourself believe it's a T-bone steak. Yeah. I'm not at T-bone steak level right now, but this bologna sandwich sure does look like it. You yeah. know, you can't be where you are until you become what you are. Yeah. You know, or become where you want to go. So Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's all the mindset, right? I think a lot of times people, they look to what they want to accomplish mm. and then they look down at what they have. Mm. And it's it's almost like I describe life as a GPS. Mm-hmm. You need two destinations, where you want to go and where you are. There you go. And a lot of times people, they're so fixated on where they want to go, where they want to be, that T-bone steak. Yeah. They're looking at that and they don't accept the bologna sandwich that's in their hand. Mm-hmm. They 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 eat it, but they just shun away from it because sure. they're like, "I wish this was." I obvious. wish it. Right. I'm going to I'm going to take that with me for <laughs> for quite some time. Definitely hit rewind and listen to that there again. There you go. Uh, what are some of the rainbows and the goals you're chasing now? Oh wow! So I'm um, I'm excited about you know the doors that are opening up, especially with our national show. Um, you know, there's just a just just a uh, a crowd out there, and and this has really been the move, uh, even the in, the evolving for me. Um, but in gospel radio, it's moved now into a genre of being inspirational radio, which is so much bigger mm-hmm. than making people feel like you got to be in a in a. Ah, I, I say this as a pastor, making them feel like you have to be in a god box. Okay, because. Even people who may have some issues with the whole diadem and the deity of God, um, they they don't have a problem being inspired by people who can give them hope and inspiration and love when they most need it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I have been doing is I've been on a track of helping to um, grow 
that whole understanding of what inspiration really looks like, not only in 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 the realm of radio, but in just the realm of community, um, uh, community and just uh, connection and relationships. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, helping people understand that um, just because I'm a pastor does not mean that I'm only looking for a certain sector of people to be able to connect with. You know, like I can go and talk to the the most um unbelieving believers yeah <laughs> <laughs> that i can uh, that i can uh, and then i can turn around and go and talk to someone who believes in the same you know level of uh god or 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 or, or um, religious connections that i believe in yeah that's wonderful and i could tell and i did want to touch on on the inspirational piece a little bit before mm-hmm. we wrap the things up because there was i mean right before you dropped the t-bone steak line i <laughs> i saw you perk up and, and i can almost catch when you get in that flow yeah and i feel like once that the inspiration starts bubbling up it's almost like you can't hold it down sure. you just have to let it out and i feel like that is a big piece of what you're doing and i, I think it comes naturally to you oh yeah mm-hmm. um but who is it and how many people or what's the goal who are you trying to inspire i mean i'm trying to inspire whoever's listening <laughs> you yeah. know um i'm kind of like you you know I, I have a this this wonderful young brother uh christian johnson that um, that works as my producer um, on my radio show. And I often tell people, you know, folks ask me all the time, how do you do this and do that and do this? And you're always here and you're over there. And I tell them I'm able to do all of those things because I have this unique ability to be able to find people who you can emerge from where they are. Mm-hmm. And so he's a great example of that. Um, I met him. He was a uh, just a, a pro- songwriter producer. He asked me to play a song on the radio. I told him to come by the station, let me listen to it. But when he was when he sat when I sat down with him to start having a conversation with him, I said something in you that's bigger than just being a songwriter. And you know, I hired him on on my staff. And so that's so that's that's what I'm doing in this season. I'm looking. For, I can't hire everybody on my staff. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm but I'm looking for the open door opportunities to be around people who just want to go to that next level, yeah. who just need the right voice or the right, you know, baloney T-bone steak saying in their ear that helps them be able to emerge from where they are. Mm-hmm. And that's the excitement of my life right now, man. You know, I mean, I've been blessed with everything from Mercedes Benz to 4,000, 5,000 square foot houses living in them by myself. I'm not looking for all that in this season. You know, I'm thankful for, you know, where I am, but I'm more thankful for how many people I can raise up as a result of my experiences, mm-hmm. <laughs> help them understand my mistakes, but also understand my momentum. Yeah. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think it's something that resonates so, so deeply with a lot of people, not, not just us, but I think people, they love to be inspired and they yeah. love to inspire. Yeah. I think people love to give. Everyone says, you know, why is Christmas the most wonderful time of year? Mm. It's not because everybody's getting gifts. Right. It's because everybody's giving gifts. Mm-hmm. It feels so good mm-hmm. when you give some, somebody something. There you go. You hold on to that gift and you yeah. wrap it up nice and tight. You remember when it was given to you? Who gave it to you? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Lenny, I had an absolutely wonderful time on the podcast with Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I'm probably going to try and have you back on it again okay. sometime. Whenever. Yeah. And um, before I let you go, uh, two more questions. One, because I, I see a lot of, of your content talking about the praise, the power of praise mm-hmm. and, and, and how much it's done for your life. I want to touch on that really quick and give you the platform to kind of share some of your beliefs with that. So my show is called Midday Praise, which I had to fight for that when I first came into uh, the Rejoice 96.9 brand because the station is called Rejoice. But but my overall um, my overall personality is a personality of energy and vibrancy and laughing and smiling and 
acting crazy all the time. <laughs> and so um, my my daily show is called Midday Praise. And I, I think today probably answers that question will answer this question better than me trying to come up with just something that reflects on um, the show itself. I had a lady call today that wished me a happy birthday. And she said, she said I want to wish you a happy birthday from all of us, meaning the entire listening audience. She said, because she says your energy helps us get through the day. Mm-hmm. And so that's what praise is. Praise is a contagious ability for people to be able to show off the goodness of God in their life. And when other folks see it, it causes them to do it. Yeah. I just, I could hear everybody listening to the podcast right <laughs> now. Get it infected. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Well, last question is where can, where can folks connect with you, find you? And, and by the time this airs, it's going to be a couple of times removed, but where can folks reach you and wish you a happy belated birthday? No, they can <laughs> hit me up at Pastor Lenny. That's L-E-N-N-Y. Of course, Pastor, they should know how to spell, but at Pastor Lenny Cross. All platforms. Now I'm I'm a little political, so if they you know get to, if they don't like the little politics stuff, they might not want to follow all of it. But Twitter, Instagram, um, I am also. You can just you can look up Pastor Lenny pretty much on Google or Facebook. It it comes up. So just hit yeah. me up anywhere. Sundays Live is uh, our national radio show's website. They can contact us there as well. Wonderful. Well, I hope folks reach out and Pastor Lenny. Thank you yes, so sir. much. For being right, on the man. show. Good and stuff. Thank you, folks, for making it to the end of the show. There was so much value to unpack here. One of the things I really loved about when Pastor Lenny was talking about connecting and the fact of not letting other people's views on somebody impact your view of that person. And that starts with yourself. Take a long, good, authentic look at yourself and connect and find out who you are so you can better connect with others. And of course, I hope you reach out to Pastor Lenny and wish him a happy belated birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Enjoy. And uh, as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. 